Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, David B. Foster. And of course, you know the B is for a bless. Welcome to the Good Life Podcast. And I am your host. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Hopefully, um, these podcasts are encouraging, informative, empowering, and just something to help you um, learn how to really live the good life that God has designated and designed for each and every one of his children. And so that's what we believe. That's what we are aiming to um, convey. And that's the, you know, information that we want to put out um, over this particular platform. If uh, If you are subscribed, I hope you will share this with someone that, you know will enjoy this podcast or that will benefit from the information we're giving here and so um again we thank you uh for joining us and so um i want to start on uh, this series here on the podcast and i'm going to be talking about training sessions right the training sessions and so we're going to talk about Um, being healthy in every area of our life. Uh, 3 John 2 says, 3 John 2 in the Bible says that, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest be in health, that thou mayest prosper, right? Even as your soul prospers. And so we're going to talk about that. And um, I guess a panoramic view type of, of platform and so, next couple of weeks, I have guests on who will talk about a particular subject matter. So, uh, we have a few SMEs, uh, subject matter experts, that will talk about um, these things as we um, go forward. And it's something that, you know, Lord pressed upon me, and I really want to share with people. <clears throat> and because... Because it is, um, it's imperative that we um, really take our health serious, and you know everybody doesn't want to or doesn't even need to, you know, be like a bodybuilder or you no. Know, everybody doesn't want to be um, vegan or vegetarian. And that's fine, you know, people have their personal preferences. Um, but we all do need to take into account and be responsible for every aspect of our life. I, I believe wholeheartedly, um, based upon my studies and my beliefs, that we are uh, triune beings. And that means that we are spiritual beings first. We're spiritual beings who have a soul and we live in a body, right? And so since we are triune beings, um, not only should we take care of our physical body, we should take care of our soul. Um, We should make sure our soul is uh, healthy. Um, We should make sure also our spirit is healthy. And so I'm going to talk about that starting off today. Um, Paul talks about in 1 Timothy 4 and 8, King James says, body exercise profits little <coughs> or 
profited little in the King James. Uh, I'm going to look at the Amplified Classic Version and just to bring it into perspective because I really like what this version says and I like how it frames um, this particular subject matter that we're going to be tackling in the next couple of weeks. All right, so it says, For physical training is of some value, useful for a little, but godliness or spiritual training is useful and of value in everything and in every way. For it holds promise for the present life and also for the life which is to come. Right? So I love the way that it says godliness is equated or equal to spiritual training. I think that's so powerful. I'm going to try to start to unpack that a little bit on today, but it's, it's very detailed, right? And so when we look at that, we ask ourselves, what do we know about, you know, godliness, right? What do we know about spiritual training? Um, in my years of um, being in church, I raised in church all of my life. From, I mean, all of my life. So almost a half a century I've been in church. Um, father's a preacher. Brother's a preacher. I'm a preacher. My grandmother uh, was a missionary. My grandfather, my daddy's side, was a preacher. Uh, his father was a preacher. And so um, I understand the religiosity of church, right? But what I have not experienced on the whole is people teaching on godliness. Now, I grew up in one of the largest um, black denominations in the world, the Church of God in Christ, and I'm, I'm utterly thankful for the foundation that uh, the Church of God in Christ gave gave myself, my family, as well, because one thing they do strive to do and teach is about living a holy, separated, righteous life. But um, what's what's lacking, and from my standpoint, like, like I said, of being in church. Um, you know, all my life, and I say that <clears throat> with I say that with the utmost respect, <laughs> but at the same time with a, with the um, added humor, we were in church pretty much every day growing up. I mean, two to three times on Sunday, depending on what's what's going on. Um, you going throughout the week, uh, YPWW. Um, then you got Bible study, then you have um, midweek prayer, and then you know, um, you know, having sometimes somebody have a Thursday night, Friday night revival, and then we're right back in church um, on Sunday. And so I'm saying I've the um, I have the necessary. Um, experience to speak on this uh it's both serious and it's again like i said in a jokingly manner but i want us to understand that 
godliness is not first of all godliness is something that that God the Father um that he requires from us but godliness is not a punishment that he puts on us let me say that again godliness is something that he requires from us but godliness is not something that he puts on us as a punishment right in church um you know people may talk about it but it's not really taught um in um a manner i know a few churches who do teach on it <clears throat> but it's few and far between right so we we asked ourselves, what what do we know about godliness what do we know about this spiritual training right we live in a society we live in a world that's obsessed with the physical and again the physical is good we're going to talk about that in the coming weeks um it's useful i think we should take care of our bodies we uh, we should do our best to uh, endeavor to um, have our bodies in the best condition uh, possible but again um, the spiritual training your godliness is of the utmost importance why is that because like paul says in the scripture it's useful and of value in everything and in every way. If you want to survive in this world, if you want to not only just survive, you want to thrive in this world, if you want to prosper, if you want to live the good life that we, we're talking about, you're going to need some spiritual training. <laughs> I'm telling you, you are going to need some spiritual training, right? And if you look at godliness through those lens, through that particular um, aspect, that I'm training myself spiritually, right? And what I'm doing is for my benefit. Again, like Paul said, I hold promise in the present life and in the life which is to come. If you look at it in that particular um, perspective, then you will really endeavor to make sure you're properly training your spirit, right? And so, again, we live in a society that's obsessed with how we look. Uh, therefore, you know, physical training is prevalent everywhere we look. We got <clears throat> we got 24-hour gyms. We had weight loss commercials on every program. We got miracle pills and miracle teas. Um, there's not a lack of attention-giving or giving to your physical um, makeup or your physical health. But there is one that is a lack of it given to your spiritual health. All right. And so, um, um, Paul talks about how this has importance in this life and in life to come. <clears throat> and that is what we sh should understand that spiritual training is not a one-time event i know a lot of people have these different courses a lot of people have these different classes and those are good and you know and i and i encourage that you to participate in those if that's something that the lord leads you to but what i'm saying also is that 
it's not a one-time event. No. Spiritual training is a lifestyle. So in other words, you can say it like this. Godliness is a lifestyle, right? Um, there was a saying that oh, um, the older generation used to say, they used to say, um, um, God, godliness is next, no, cleanliness is next to godliness, right? Um, and that has some truth in it because you have to look at it in the sense of you're taking care of yourself and you want to present yourself in a way to where others can see that you've been that you have some concern on how you look on how you smell on how you know your physical appearance is that's good but again we need to go on a deeper level and understand that godliness really um, is something that starts on the inside and then is reflected on the outside right it doesn't start on the outside and then goes to the inside no it starts on the inside and then it comes out of the outside right so so no, no matter what's on the outside what's on the inside is what really matters and so we have a lot of godlessness but we don't have a lot of godliness there's, there's there's a wave of godlessness that's being pushed, that's being, um, this agenda that's being pushed by various groups, and they want you to forsake God, right? And let's just take religion out of the equation for a quick moment. Um, you have to understand and look at it in this light that Every person, every being, everything in this world was created. And so we have to look at it in that um, in, in that frame of mind or in that particular um, um, in that frame or aspect and say that there's a creator out there. And everybody was creator, right? But there's an agenda that wants to push you away from the creator, right? That wants to push you away into self-sustaining or self-sustainment or um, or really selfless selfishness rather than godliness. It's pushing you to say, "I I did this. I have." created this. Look what I have built. Look what I have done. Look what I have accomplished. And that's good. You know, we need affirmation. We need accolades. We need to be recognized in various things. But you can never um, get to the point to where you're um, allowing those around you and yourself to push God out of the equation and say, I did this by myself. Why? Because that's dangerous ground. That is how Satan was kicked out of heaven, right? He said that I will ascend to the mountain of God. I will have my throne 
And he kept saying, I will do this. I will do this. And that's our spirit is what I call it. It's what caused him to get kicked out of heaven. And Jesus said, I beheld Satan fall as lightning. If you're getting to the point of selfishness, I'm telling you, selfishness is an enemy to godliness, right? When you start pushing that agenda, you're on dangerous ground, right? And so that's the world we're living in. They're pushing it away. There's no there's godlessness. You can't say God. You know, they want to take away God in the Pledge of Allegiance. They want to take away God in um, um, prayer in school. They want to take away God um, from, you know, sporting events. Um, you have to look deeper into things and see what's really going on. They want to push God out of not just this country, but uh, America, but they want to push God out of this world, right? Because they want to set up um, humans, right? God's creations as gods. They want you to worship entertainers. They want you to worship uh, sports figures. They want you to worship um actors and actresses and they push you to the point and that's why it's dangerous to you know be, to be without God because you won't be able to discern what's really going on because now they're telling you go on social media follow this person right right um uh watch this movie right uh, go to this go go to this concert right and you see people beginning to worship these entertainers, these athletes, and these actors and actresses to the point to where they adore them, right? They 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 will do any and everything that certain people say, right? As if this person is God in their life. And so that's a dangerous place. And so we have to spiritually train ourselves that's why I said godliness is not a one-time event. You can't just go to church once, one day a week, or once, and and think you're going to um, have the proper training, right? It's like a person that goes to the gym one day uh, and runs on a treadmill. I say, I ran a treadmill for an hour, and then they never go back, right? Or they go and work out. They might can work out a whole week. Right? And a lot of people do that. They'll go to church a whole week, go to a revival, you know, two to three days, and then never go back to church, right? And that people will work out and go to the gym and they'll eat healthy for a whole week and then they weigh themselves at the end of the week and they may become frustrated that they haven't lost any weight or they may look in the mirror and they may not see a physical change. But what they're not understanding is even in that physical um, those physical efforts and that physical um, uh, fitness that they're working toward, even that itself is working on the inside. Even that is working their blood. Even that is working their lungs. Even that is working their heart, right? Even that is pushing their, um, you know, their different levels um, to, uh, down into healthy means. And they don't necessarily see the physical um, 
the, the physical aspect or the physical uh, changes that they see, but they're not even recognizing that even though they're doing something physical, it has um, inside or internal benefits, right? And so real quick, I want to get this to you and I'm going to let you go. Um, but I want you to understand that uh, spiritual training is important. Spiritual training is important. We must understand that, look, um, we must recognize where there is godliness and where there's godlessness. And it's important. It's important, right? And so in order to um, be in, I would say, good spiritual condition, right, there are three aspects we need to focus on, and they're similar uh, to the physical uh, aspect, right? Uh, number one, must be consistent, must be consistent, right? Uh, if you're going to work out, like I said, physically, if you're going to plan as Deborah said, I'm going to give them whatever, the, you know, the case may be, um, first and foremost, um, you need to know what you, what is your goal, right? Before you start working out physically, like do I want to lose weight or do I want to um, gain weight, you know, gain muscle mass? Do I want to work on my legs? Do I want to <clears throat> work on my arms? Do I want to um, work on my my stamina, my, my cardio? Do I want to be able to <clears throat> work on my breathing, my heart? Do I want to get my... Do I want to, you know, work on this diabetic condition I have? Do I want to work on um, strengthening uh, my back? Uh, whatever the case may be, you have to understand. You have to have a goal in mind, first and foremost. But secondly, that goal will never be accomplished if you're not consistent. And so you have to be consistent, right? <clears throat> Godliness is not... So godliness is not physical inaction, but rather spiritual reaction, right? In other words, godliness is not necessarily defined about what you do physically. It's defined about what you do spiritually and how you react to certain things in the spirit world, right? Spiritual training now is different from physical training in this, in this aspect. Although... Physical physical training is rigorous. Spiritual training should be righteous. Oh, that's good. Physical training should be rigorous. It should be, you know, it's, it may be hard. You may have to um, do it in, in uh, a, a manner that pushes you to your limits, right? Spiritual training is different, right? It's not going to push you to your limits. It's going to push you to, it's not going to push you to your limits. It's going to push you to dependence, all right? It's going to push you to depend on God, right? He said, this, my yoke is easy my, my, easy, my burden is light, right? Cast your cares on me, all right? And so when you're understanding that you're being consistent on your spiritual training and you are, um, you are practicing godliness, working toward godliness, right, with being consistent, you're you're casting your cares on God. You're you're putting your burden your burdens on him. It's like going to the gym, 
right? And having a spotter, right? The Holy Ghost is our spotter. And so he's the one helping us to lift the weight, right? When it gets too heavy for us. Now you gotta put you gotta put some work in. You have to get in there and you have to get your reps in, right? But the Holy Ghost is there to make sure it's not too heavy. Holy Ghost is to make sure you make that um you get through your particular sets that you're doing. Uh the Holy Ghost is there to make sure you don't quit before you finish uh running your race, right? And so that is what I'm saying. And the Holy Ghost goes the Holy Ghost is there to make sure you're consistent in everything that you do, right? All right? And so, um, consistency. Number two, intake, right? Intake. Intake is utterly important in physical training also in spiritual training. <clears throat> it's important. When you're beginning to work out, again, you know, you got to have a goal in mind. <clears throat> Am I trying to gain muscle? Do I need to have, some, you know, protein, a certain amount of protein that I'm taking in? Uh, I need to make sure I'm drinking a certain amount of water, right? Uh, I need to make sure that I have um, watching my carbs and a certain amount of fatty foods and different things of that nature, right, that you have to understand goes into helping you to becoming physically fit. It's the same way spiritually, right? You guys understand, what are you taking in? There's a saying that said, you can't out-train a bad diet, right? You can work out seven days a week, <clears throat> work out, you know, uh, two hours a day. But if you have a bad diet, um, most phys uh, physical trainers or um, people um, who are in this particular field or those who just study it, they'll tell you, you can't out-train a bad diet, right? If you're not eating right, right? If if you're not um, putting the right things in, you're not going to get the right things out. That's what they'll tell you, right? right? And so it's the same when you're talking about godliness, you're talking about spiritual training. What are you allowing to come into your eyes, right? What are you watching on television? What are you watching on the internet? What are you watching on social media, right? What are you listening to? Um, what kind of music are you allowing to come into your ears? Now, you, if you know anything about us, we're a family of music. We love music, all different types of music. But we don't partake in music that's negative or vulgar, Right or that's detrimental to our spiritual health. We're intently aware of what we're listening to. Right beyond music, what kind of conversations are you entertaining? Who are you around? And the things that they're talking about are they gossiping? Right? Are they um, um, talking down and bad about certain people all the time? Guess what you need to do. You need to uh, you need to have a place where not only are you abstaining, but you're sustaining, right? Because you can say, "Hey, I'm not going to eat any fried foods, right? I'm not going to eat any sweets." <clears throat> but if you're around people who are eating fried foods all the time, 
If you're around people who are eating sweets all the time, guess what? Eventually, that's going to have an effect on you, right? Either you're going to eat it or it will have a negative effect on you and then have you start feeling some type of way as if you are doing something wrong, right? And it can have um, um, a mental effect on you to where you can become depressed in a state to thinking that you're in the wrong because now you're the minority instead of the majority. And it's the same way spiritually. You have to be around the right people spiritually so that you can intake the right things that go to goes into your um, into your spirit, right? And then it goes into your soul, right? It will affect you, right? And I'm telling you this too, the things you listen to, the things you um, you watch, you look, you see, they have a, they can have an effect on you physically too. They can have an effect on you physically too, right? Um, many people have um, had physical um, failures because of the things they listen to. In other words, um, somebody, people, I know people who left marriages because of they got they've listened to the wrong advice. So they made a physical decision based on something they that was that was spiritually that they spiritually intake or, or the intake that they had. Now they made a physical decision. I know people who've left churches, right? Um, because people are taught negative behind the pastor's back, right? And so now people intake this negativity and they leave that Right. I know people who've left jobs and uh, friendships, right, because they're intaking the wrong things. And people, I know people who have went into nefarious careers. They've left good careers, and now they're doing things illegal because somebody gave them the wrong advice, or because they 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 intook, right. Right, what they intook was wrong. Right, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Don't say it right, but um, their spiritual intake affected their physical world. Right, physical world. Look at this. Last thing. Right, let me get you out of here. If you're going to um, be um, working on your spiritual training, it's just like the physical. One thing you're going to have to have is rest. You're going to have that rest, right? When you're working out, when you begin a workout plan, um, at the very beginning, you're going to, they're going to give you more rest than later on as you get more advanced and more intense. But even then, every training regimen is going to have rest periods, and it's also they're going to have rest days. And you... and in the same manner, if you're talking about spiritual training, you're going to need rest days. You're going to need rest periods. I'm telling you, when I was growing up, a lot of people, I told you about how we came up in church, a lot of people left church. A lot of people didn't have anything to do with church once they got older and they were able to make their own decision because we went to church so much so much. Thankfully, I never built up a resentment against church. Um, um, thankfully, I never built up any kind of a callous heart 
toward God and church um, and organized religion. But a lot of people, I know they did that, you know, and I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but the fact of the matter is their parents didn't allow them to have rest, right? And so we see even from our Lord and Savior Jesus, um, Jesus, he even himself took rest and he took time to relax, right? Um, there's a saying that said, look, don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. And of course, the inverse to that is, don't be so earthly minded that you're not, you're no heavenly good, right? In other words, you need balance. And I know a lot of people don't like that word. I, I You know, I, I, I feel you on that. But you do need balance, right? You need rest. You can't quote-unquote, church yourself 24-7, 365 days of the year. It doesn't work like that, right? Like I said, even Jesus, he rested and he relaxed. We see Jesus going to weddings, right? And not only was Jesus at the wedding, right? Guess what Jesus did? Jesus went to the reception, right? Now, you know the reception is where they're going to turn up. They're going to go to another level. They're going to they go leave the church or in his case the synagogue or the temple and they go go, you know, have the after party, right? But Jesus said, Look, I'ma still go to the reception, right? And so you have to still understand that too and know, look, I'm gonna go to reception reception. Now if it's something that's like I said, pushing you to a boundary where it's providing you with a temptation or something that you're working on, that you're trying to abstain from then you can leave, right? You know, or you may not want to go. But what I'm trying to convey is that you need to have rest and you need to have periods of relaxation, right? Jesus did that. The Bible said he went to a quiet place, right? To rest and to get away from all the hustling and bustling in life. You need rest. You need a vacation. Um, you need to get away from it all. Perhaps you may not can take a vacation, right? Look, I, I had to learn, my, you know, my family, we love to vacation. We love to go on vacation. And we and we like to go um, for weeks at a time, right? You know, every summer we will have um, like a two-week vacation, right, where we're just gone two weeks. Um, but sometimes that's not plausible or that's not realistic right sometimes you may just have to take you a good 24 hours you may just have to do what's called staycation go get you a room somewhere and just relax and get away from it all that's important you must do that for your mental health for your emotional health for your spiritual health and for your physical health you need to rest you need to relax right Rest gives you the opportunity to relax, to recharge, and to reframe things, right? Put things in a different perspective. I remember a friend of mine, he gave me a very expensive gift one time. Um, it was a, a signed jersey, right? A signed jersey with my favorite players, Magic Johnson. Um, he gave it to me, and... Um, I said, okay, so I went to look for one of those 
box frames to put it in. And what I recognized when I went in the store that there were different types of frames for different types of things. And based upon how valuable that's good something is to you, then that is how much you are willing to spend on that frame. And so when I went and looked at this frame for this box and this jersey, I was like, ooh. <laughs> I was like, man, this ain't one of these, uh, you know, Walmart frames. Nothing wrong with that, you know, but I'm just saying uh, this, you know. But I needed to get something to um, take care of this frame because now this was something that was valuable to me. In other words, so it was in one particular type of packaging, but guess what? I had to reframe it, right? Because now I said, I really see the value in this. I, I really see how um, valuable this is to me. And also this, if I properly frame it or I properly reframe it, it will last a lot longer, right? And it will hold its value. That's how you got to do with your life. You got to value your life and you have to put it in a proper perspective and you have to say, hey, this is valuable to me, so I'm going to reframe my life. I'm going to uh, put this in proper perspective because I want my life to last. I want this to sustain. I want this to... Um, I want this to be something that I can always appreciate, right? Because now I see the value in it, right? And a lot of times, you know, unfortunately, um, we ha we're not proactive, we're reactive, right, in those things. And so we may get a bad doctor's report or we may have someone that we care about um, pass away suddenly or get diagnosed with a disease suddenly or lose their job or lose their house or go through a bad breakup and then and only then we begin to recognize and value the things that in our that are in our own life, right? But if when you properly rest, rest gives you the opportunity to relax, recharge and reframe the things in your life, right? Look, I hope you joined us, have enjoyed this particular podcast. Look forward to uh, continuing with this on the training sessions. Um, this is part one. Uh, make sure you subscribe, share this with somebody, uh, and look for us next week as we begin and continue on talking about um, physical, spiritual, and soulish um, health and how we can properly sustain um, those things so that we can live the good life God has promised us. All right, have a good day. Peace.